0: Welcome to episode six of Teach Me Tiger Podcast. love you, Greg. I love you guys.
1: We, you know we love you. <laughs>
0: Sorry. I love you, Sarah. <laughs> love you, I love you, Greg. <laughs>
2: Hi, Tiger. Teach me, Tiger. How to kiss you. Whoa, whoa. whoa.
1: In case you didn't know we're airing this episode on naturopathic medicine week
0: go to the canadian association of naturopathic doctors website for more information www.cand.ca
1: hi you guys welcome to teach me tiger the show where you ask us the questions and we call in our smartest pals to help us
0: answer them this week we have a real expert <gasps>
1: We're your favorite neighbors,
0: Melody Starkweather and Sarah Wright. Thanks for coming, you guys. Happy you're here. We're happy you're here. So Mel, how was your week? My week was terrible, Sarah. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was terrible. Uh, Okay, so we had the weekend. Yeah. Kids home, two days in a row. You know how it is. And then Monday came around and it was a fucking snow day. Snow day. In
1: April, like April 17th or something crazy.
0: Ice storm. Yeah. It was so bad that I didn't want to just drive my daughter in.
1: Yeah, which is what you do.
0: Yes, I do.
1: Yeah, it was bad.
0: Yeah, so snow day Monday, and then my daughter was sick on Tuesday, so she was up in the night telling me she wasn't feeling good, and she felt like she was going to barf, and Mm. she needed medicine, and blah, blah, blah. And then Tuesday in the morning, like, it was just undeniable. I couldn't send her to school, so so I kept her home. Uh and then on Tuesday my friend took Robin to playgroup in the morning. Our power went out at about 8:30. Oh yeah. So it was out all day. Chris accidentally flushed the toilet a couple of times, we had no running water, and it was out for 10 hours.
1: 10 hours. Oh my god.
0: So Robin came home from playgroup and barfed all down the front of my shirt and oh. then barfed all over the floor. Oh no. And we had no Water. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and I had a sick kid at home, and all she wanted to do was watch a movie. She wouldn't really do anything else. She just whined and complained all day about how we had no power. Oh, no. So the next night, oh <laughs> Robin barfs in the bed with me. I change the sheets. Holly comes in, projectile vomits all over the bed oh and the floor, oh and the fucking power was out again. No. <laughs> I legitimately had to ask myself, what which... We ran over, and where it? is she? How do we reverse the curse? Yeah, is it Mercury retrograde? Oh what God. the fuck?
1: <laughs> That's a fucking nightmare, Mal.
0: It was, and then I got the flu. So,
1: and you guys had a thing with your power, where because in case you didn't know, we're your favorite neighbors, <clears throat> and our power went out too, but it was only out for like
0: until the afternoon. And you guys had a thing where your what happened? Um, Your
1: power was out forever. On
0: our meter, there's a we have some sort of add-on that the previous homeowners slash builders put on there where you can plug a generator. It's a generator link, I think. Mm-hmm. You plug a generator in, and it'll power the whole house.
1: Okay, good to know in case. Of and that blew.
0: So hydro was refusing to come out and said we had to call an electrician, and then he came in and said actually you have to call hydro because it's their equipment that failed. Oh. And then he called and like bitched them out on the phone about how Whoa. this is an emergency service. This guy's got a wife and two small kids and yeah. he made them come within like two hours. <gasps> what a hero. Chris gave him five stars on Yelp or whatever, which he doesn't do very freely. Five stars on Yelp. Five stars. Yep. Yelp. Yep. 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 Yelp. Yelp. That's five times. Anyway. Yeah. Monster illness, but Hey, the snow's melting.
1: The snow is melting. The sun is shining. Our kids are outside.
0: It's amazing. It's Don't dream. you love having your kids outside. I love it. Which
1: which brings me to to my topic. So when we bought the house, it had a a semi in ground pool. That was a glorious summer. The it first was. summer, it was so great. We <laughs> swam a lot. It was beautiful. But uh, we had to get rid of it because my kids would drown. Because they're wild animals and they can't be contained even in a six foot tall fence. Nope. They were climbing over the fence. Yeah. I was only like four or six at the time. Anyway. And uh and it was just so expensive and hard to clean.
0: Whatever. Long yeah. story short,
1: long story long. <laughs> we we ripped the pool
0: out. Sarah oh, ripped it out. It I, was like a one man shop. Sarah went out there and ripped it out with the saws all. I and,
1: did I kinda went crazy. Yeah. yeah. Jacob fell in the pool and it
0: like it it
1: sprang me to action.
0: Yeah, well, that's what really did it, right? Yeah. Um, You got that super mom power with your sawzall. Instead of lifting a car, you're lifting a fucking pool. Yeah, I lifted a pool. Yeah, So whatever. She's so strong. I'm so strong
1: and amazing. But it turns out it's all sand. So now we have this huge sand pit. Uh, It's giant. It's like, like, I don't know, the size of a front yard's worth of just sand pits. And I like to call it our post-apocalyptic theme park. <laughs> um, because it's sand and it's like old pieces of wood with rusty nails. Like, it's the worst. And the kids love it.
0: They love it so much. They spend
1: hours in there. And it's great. To, like, you know, it's uh, teaching them about safety.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Look, look out.
0: That's a rusty nail. Don't step on that rusty nail, kids. Yeah.
1: Or else it's your problem because you should be wearing wearing to. shoes.
0: I warned you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So my kids have been spending a lot of time in there, which also makes it like my house is a beach house. Mm. It's just filled with fucking sand all the time. I don't live on the beach. No. There's no water for me to luxurate near. It's just a shitty books, apocalyptic theme park in the backyard full of rusty nails.
0: But you get a pretty sweet little puddle back there, big giant puddle. Actually. I
1: do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so big that the huge pieces of decking that are out back there float, yeah, in the cesspool. But uh, because it's all sand, it uh, like disappears really fast. Oh, okay. Like sinks. It you can't see what I'm doing with my hands. I'm making
0: sinking into the ground fingers. It, it reminds me of the exactly. One time. Excellent. so yes, tell so, me all about it, Sarah tell me so,
1: so we're about to record on location for the first time on
0: location
1: location okay excuse me, we're about to record on location on location for the first time ever first
0: time ever in Campville in Campville oh, we're so excited <laughs> we're so excited. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So it means that we have a
1: really big day. We have to get our kids off to school, get in the vehicles, drive mm-hmm. out to the set up. It's going to be really intense. We're going to do it
0: with a real doctor. Mm-hmm. We're going to go see a doctor man. Hey,
3: Hi. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Melody. Thanks Hi. for coming.
0: Thanks for coming on our show. Yay.
1: We're on location in Kemptville. We're on location, you guys, in Sean's beautiful office in Kemptville. It's beautiful in here. There's a beautiful window, lots of lovely light.
0: Out of my basement.
1: Yeah, we're out of Melody's basement. <laughs> you freed us from the basement, Sean.
3: Okay, welcome to Kempville. Thank
1: you. <laughs> my mom likes to call it Kville.
3: Kville. K Town.
1: She, she calls it Kville. I don't right. like it because it makes me think of like a drug town. <laughs> Going to K Town to get some. Dope. That's what get some K. Get some special K. Mm-hmm. Don't do drugs. Mm-mm. Okay. Speaking <laughs> of drugs, <laughs> we have Sean, Doctor Sean Yakimovich. He's our naturopathic doctor, and he's amazing. He's our he's our best doctor pal. Hi, Thanks, Sean. Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Did I say everything right? Yeah, that's good. Great. Yakimovich, Ukrainian, right? Ukrainian. Yeah. yeah. I remember my first visit. I saw your mug. And it had Ukrainian.
3: Oh, that's right. I still have that mug. Yeah. Those were the days, uh? (laughs) huh?
1: 10 years. Sean and I met 10 years ago. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. You're my oldest friend. (laughs)
3: Long time ago. Wow.
1: (laughs) And I don't have a baby with me today. My baby is being watched by my lovely sister. Thanks, Allie. Uh,
0: We drove here with an empty back seat. Wow. Yeah. We're free. How did it feel?
1: Really good. <laughs> by your fourth kid, you're like, see you, sucker. I'm out. <laughs> see you later. Um, okay. So, Sean, we're here to talk to you today, and um, I thought we'd start by having you tell us a little bit about naturopathic medicine. Why, why do people come here to see you?
3: Well, I'll give you a little background, first of all. So, naturopathic medicine... It's a distinct system of medicine, um, primary health care, that blends uh, modern scientific techniques and knowledge, Mm -hmm. and as well as using traditional methods of healing. So naturopathic medicine, you could say it's defined by its principles. Okay. First, do no harm, right? So naturopathic doctors are always striving to minimize any side effects or harm through the treatments we we provide. Mm -hmm. Secondly, we are guided by the principle of uh, working or cooperating with the healing power of nature, right? So your body has the ability to heal itself. So simple example, you get a cut in your finger, you don't have to think about it, it'll heal itself up. Sometimes you just need a bit of a boost.
1: Sounds very holistic
3: we you know we treat the whole person so we're not just looking at a symptom you know say if it's abdominal pain we don't just focus on the digestive organs obviously we want to assess that thoroughly but then we say okay how are your emotions how's stress in your life right what's your diet like what's your exercise are there any other factors health history so we're looking at that literally the whole person all the pieces mind body spirit to restore health cool So uh, naturopathic doctors are regulated in Ontario uh, by the Ministry of Health. So uh, we're one of 26 regulated health professions. And we have one of the largest scopes of practice. Uh, We can communicate a diagnosis. We can order lab tests. um, uh, Yeah, like
1: you can get your blood work done and stuff.
3: Yeah, you can order, you know, quite a number of lab tests, other kinds of testing. So, you know, there's a really wide range of, of diagnostics and and treatments that naturopaths have access to. And therefore, you know, we can treat quite a wide variety of things, either acute or chronic illness. Yeah, Compacted
1: but. ear wax. Sure. <laughs> That's yeah. me. That's me, folks.
3: <laughs> I can get Just, rid of that for you.
1: Yeah. Go <laughs> clean your ears out. It's amazing.
0: That's right. We so can look- fresh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
1: can hear so much now. Hello. <laughs>
0: Actually, my husband had a a great experience in Thailand having his ears cleaned out. Tell
1: the story. It's funny.
0: (laughs) Uh, We were on our honeymoon. I was very pregnant. (laughs) Yeah. We planned the, just so you know, the wedding wasn't a reaction to the pregnancy. Whatever. There was a shot. I was holding the shotgun to his head. Chris, you bastard. Um, But we were on honeymoon in thailand and i was like dead to the world asleep and i hear a knock at our hotel room door and he was at the hotel room door he didn't have his key i believe he didn't have shoes on he didn't have his glasses on and i opened the door and said chris what's going on he said i'm in ecstasy i just went to the hospital across the road i can hear everything we'd gone scuba diving correction snorkeling and he has really hard wax and the water had gotten in behind oh, and caused some problems. Okay. Yeah. It was very inexpensive also. <laughs> very affordable.
1: But really nerve-wracking to wake up in the middle of the night in Thailand. That's someone at your door. And yeah. Chris missing. Yeah. WTF, Chris?
0: Where are your glasses? What's Doesn't happen? matter. I'm great. I can hear. <laughs> I don't need to see
1: anymore because my sense of hearing is so heightened. I was going to say smell.
2: Ooh.
1: Are we going to play the icebreakers game?
2: Roll up your sleeves, pull up your socks, reach on into Melody's box. Icebreakers.
0: So, we have this game, the Icebreakers game, where you pick a couple of questions out of a box. Oh, goodness.
1: (laughs) We have so many jokes that go along with this that we won't get silly. We won't put you through. You get to reach into Mel's box live on air.
0: All right. Hey, Chris, reach into my box. Oh, boy.
1: She's reached into Mel's box and now she's <laughs> juicy and open. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Reach into my box. Oh, baby.
1: Baby boo. Ooh. Can we all answer this? Actually, he reached into
0: Sarah's box that time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wink. <laughs> winky, winky. First time for
0: everything. <laughs> all right.
1: Oh my God. This is, this is not silly. When you die, what do you want to be remembered for? You're fiddle playing, right?
3: Sure, obviously.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, wow!
3: Let's say joie de vivre. Okay, you know, food, yes. music, travel, fun—you know—that's really—that's great. That's really, what I like, you know, and and my gardens and your garden, flower gardens.
1: Ah, I've never seen your flower gardens. Okay, come. Let's this talk summer. gardens afterwards.
0: I would sure. love to. Yeah. I have garden questions. We'll do this after the show. He's your oldest friend, and you've never seen his garden. I know. So. <laughs> All right. Next question. Oh, yes. This is an oldie, but a goodie. Okay. What is your sign and what does that say about you?
3: My sign's a Leo. We're talking astrology, right? Yeah. 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 Leo. Courageous. Bold. You know, going against the grain. Yeah. So I think that's partly why I do what I do. It's uh, a little out there. And do you like
1: long walks on the beach or,
3: you know? Oh, (laughs) I like long walks. I rarely get to the beach. I'm a Leo. I like long
1: walks on the beach.
3: (laughs) Um, but you know, passionate. I like things intensely, I think. Cool. I think I, yeah.
1: Like your joie de vie. Joie fits, de vie it you it know, suits. music
3: and, uh, me and Mick Jagger share the same birthday. Do
1: you really? really? Yeah. Cool. Yeah.
3: So, you know, that's, that's cool. Your
1: that's Facebook why you're wearing celebrity. leather pants today. That's right. Right. <laughs> I love,
3: love just, rock and roll.
1: <laughs> just so everybody knows, Sean's in leather pants. And there's so many hankies hanging from your microphone right now. I guess he doesn't, he probably doesn't call them hankies, eh? <laughs> It turns out all this time that Mick Jagger's just got, like, a bad sinus infection right, right. all the time. He just keeps these
0: hankies there. Is, huh? it, is it Mick Jagger or is it Keith Richards? Correction, it's Steven Tyler. Oh, well, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> you know
1: that all my references are wrong? It's my shtick.
0: It, it must be your sign. Your it's sign. My, I'm a Taurus. Um, notoriously Notoriously wrong.
1: Notoriously wrong. <laughs> Yeah, great. Oh, one, yeah. More. Oh, one, one more, one more. Okay. Three times the charm. All right. What sound or noise do you love?
0: Sound or noise? I would take it so pervy. Would yeah. <laughs> oh, you? Totally. Everything. <laughs> you know, I love the sound of a baby sleep breathing. Oh, <laughs> that's such a nice sound. <laughs> Heavily but quietly breathing. So yeah.
3: Sweet.
0: Yeah. Still
1: alive. Love yeah, that. Exactly.
3: <laughs> I like... um. You know, I like when it's raining on a, on, on, at nighttime. So yeah. with, the wind, with the window open, mm-hmm. you know, it's just maybe a little breeze, rustling the walnut tree. Pretty peaceful.
1: He's such a peaceful guy, Sean. Yeah. yeah. really me there. Yeah, like I'm there. I can smell the rain coming in, that beautiful smell. That's
3: right. But going back to Mick Jagger, I'd say, well, I like a good, crunchy electric guitar. Yeah. Rock and roll power
0: chords. That's a good Speaking of, I wanted to ask you about the yes. fiddle. You play the fiddle. I play the fiddle. Yeah. So do you play in bands
3: or uh, on and off? Like, yeah. You know, there's musicians around town I play with, and over the years have you know had bands. Everything from sort of a Québécois trio, traditional music oh, fun. to um, in high school, I had a five-piece, six-piece rock and roll band. We did Jethro Tull and Van Morrison covers.
1: Cool. Because nice. we had
3: a, a girl played flute really well. Our bass was a tuba.
1: <laughs> we, that's, that's we were all in the unique. school band, but, right? <laughs> um, Perfect.
3: So it was great. So I played trumpet and guitar and violin sometimes. Cool. Yeah.
1: That and that's was, how that started.
3: Well, that was one of my first bands. It was great.
1: What but were it, you called?
3: We were called Arnold's Lunchbox. Oh my god, I love it. And you know, so given that we played like 60s music, mm-hmm. it was really our parents like. Loved us. Our peers were like, whatever. Whatever. Jethro Tull, whatever. But we were break. we were total nerds, so we were into it. Yeah. And that was great. And we opened for Valdi. That was like the uh, highlight of our who, career. Who? Canadian folk legend, Valdi.
1: Valdi? Yeah.
3: He played in Elmont at the elementary school for like a fundraiser. And cool. we were asked to be the opening act.
1: Whoa. So nice. Everything's those, been down since there. One of the highlights of my career. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Cool. So, no, but played, played on and off and- I used That's to good. do French Canadian step
3: dancing. Ooh, yeah, I
0: didn't bring my shoes with me. But right, well, we'll have to. We thought we
1: could maybe like it'd be fun to do on air. Yeah,
0: yeah fiddle. Well, next, <laughs> I haven't step done it next time. Yeah, no, it's good. I'll practice for next time.
3: I just played at a you know French school's cabana sukk last week.
0: Oh, cool! So we were playing
3: fiddle music. Thanks. It was good. I love fiddle so
1: great. Music. Yeah. yeah, fiddle and banjo are my favorite instruments, mm-hmm. and then guitar. Hmm.
2: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mandolin last. Sorry, Greg.
0: Oh, does
2: Greg
1: oh, I hate the mandolin. Oh, really? <laughs> it drives me fucking nuts. You know what? And all the practicing, like when you're practicing guitar or practicing banjo, I don't know about the fiddle. I've never lived with a fiddle player, mm. but practice guitar and banjo still sounds really nice. Right. Like it's like still good, but practice mandolin is so obnoxious and there's all these like um, castle-y tunes, like like you're in a fucking castle, mm-hmm. and I hate that. And that's on the mandolin, and it makes me crazy. Hmm. Like a sweet mandolin solo in bluegrass music, right? That's great, but just fucking castle mandolin.
0: Uh, <laughs> that's how I used to feel about my brother practicing his electric guitar, Jimi Hendrix. Oh, nonstop.
1: Uh, I love Hendrix, met... but. Yeah, man, would, <laughs> practicing Hendrix solos. Yeah, imagine practicing Grateful Dead solos. Oh, Things could straits. be worse.
0: Oh, dire yeah. Straits, Dire Straits, over and over and I'm over. I'm trying to remember what that song is. There's like one guitar solo that's Salt 'n' a Swing. Yeah, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm anyway. trying to picture it in my head. You know it well.
1: Do 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 Is that that yeah. it? Yeah.
2: I knew Sing a, a reference. One. I
1: knew a reference.
3: That's great. <laughs> well,
1: <about> the calendar.
3: <laughs> I once had a guitar lesson on that song. Did you? Yeah, yeah. And did you? Did it go over well? Well, I could barely play. Like, Do you know Sultan's The Swing? I'm like, uh, well, sure, I know that song. And yeah. It's like, here's, and that was how I learned bar chords, was playing the rhythm to Sultan's The Swing. No kidding. Yeah.
1: I took guitar lessons uh, briefly, but I would just go and hang out with the guitar teacher and smoke cigarettes mm-hmm. and talk about all the drugs I'd been doing. <laughs> and I didn't learn anything, and we took, I took like, <laughs> Two months of guitar lessons, mm. and your parents were paying this kid. Yeah, my dad. I'm sorry, dad, uh, <laughs> but it was a great place for me to go and and talk about my life's problems. But the poor guy, like, was not uh, prepared to hear the hair curling stories I was sharing.
0: Was this person a grown up?
1: Like, um, <laughs> <laughs> like a young? Yeah, it was like well, it was like a young. Like he was probably early twenties, and I was like seventeen, and like. Going through a pretty wild time, and I'd be like, and
0: then fucking this, and I'm still high,
1: blah blah blah. And we, I didn't learn Nothing anything about
0: this situation. Sounds appropriate. <laughs> it was,
1: I was inappropriate. I think I probably scarred him for life.
0: Okay, let's move on.
2: <laughs> Please, oh my god. <laughs>
1: Sean, I know there's a lot of myths still out there. Mm-hmm. You touched on one of them talking about how you guys, uh, naturopathic medicine, naturopathic doctors are regulated mm-hmm. in Ontario. Um, but is there any common myths you hear or common misconceptions that you hear that you want to just dispel kind of off the top?
3: Uh, well, sure. So, you know, one major thing um, you know, people say, well, if it's not, a, you know, if it's not conventional medicine, there's no evidence, which is patently untrue. So you can go to PubMed, right, which is the the online database for medical research. It's free. Anybody can, go, you know, search anything there and, you know, type in acupuncture, type in turmeric, type in fish oil, right? So that the reams of modern day research on nutraceuticals, nutritional supplements, on herbal medicines, on right. acupuncture, on homeopathic medicine, on You know, yoga, meditation, and the benefits, and showing the efficacy of these. So anyone who says there's not evidence isn't looking for it. Right. Yes. um, So some other myths are, well, if I go see an naturopath, he's going to take me off my medications. Okay. So Which is untrue. So if we do a very thorough history, then, you know, I'll ask, okay, what is your goal here? Is, you know, is your goal to reduce your medication load? Which, you know, often it is for the person. They'll Mm -hmm. say yes. If so... um, you know, my first job is to understand what the medications do and then understand what my own remedies do and to make sure things don't interact in a negative way. So we're trained in pharmacology as well as herbal pharmacology, you know, diet, nutrition. So the things that could potentially interact, we have to wear both hats and know, okay. Right. And then as time goes on, it may be possible to um, wean down those medications. So in cooperation with the medical doctor or the pharmacist and do that safely. Or if someone says, "You know what? This medication, I love it. It's working for me. I don't want to go off it." That's fine. We respect yeah. that. We work on other things. So, so that's a myth. There, <laughs> another one I've heard is, "Well, if I go see a naturopath, <laughs> they're going to put you on a gluten-free, dairy-free diet. They're going to mm-hmm. take all your favorite foods away, like across the board." Right. So. I guess the answer is maybe. If I I determine that one or two of those foods, you know, are giving you a problem, um, then it might be in your best interest to avoid them for a while. Right. Um, But there's no kind of across-the-board, one-size-fits-all diet prescription. You're not going
1: to necessarily have to go. Not necessarily everything free.
3: Not necessarily. And if someone is sensitive to something, it's always my goal to repair their digestion so that they're able to tolerate it in the future, not avoid it for life. Right. So you might actually be able to help
1: someone have gluten or dairy.
3: Right. Without the health, all the horrible things that happen. That's right. (laughs) Oh, wow. I want you to enjoy food better. Right. Not take it away.
0: I love that. I was wondering also with. Gluten, yes. with regards to gluten. Are there benefits to a gluten-free diet if you yeah. don't have a gluten sensitivity? Because Great they're impression. so popular.
3: Everybody's yeah, well, I mean, gluten is just a protein in in certain grains, right? So wheat's the predominant one. So you don't need gluten to survive, right, that protein. Now, when you say gluten-free diet, do you mean, you know, you're just kind of avoiding grain products with gluten? Or are you substituting bread with other bread like substitutes which usually have a lot of starch and other fillers right. and things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that can be a source of a lot of carbohydrates and basically sugar, right? And it's not necessarily uh, very nutrient dense. So, right. so yes, it can be healthy, just don't substitute bread with a bunch Big of bread. other other bread like <laughs> corn starch based,
1: right.
0: you know, right. loaf. It can be a
1: lifestyle. You eat a salad instead of a sandwich. That's going to be good for you.
0: Right. But so much of the gluten-free is like GF, TM, you know, like trademarked gluten-free. Absolutely. Uh, Sure. If it's just just
3: an excuse to eat, you know, gluten-free packaged cookies, like that's, you know, you're you're not really healthy. And it's so expensive.
1: Like I I have to eat gluten-free. And so, you know, I eat bread twice a week now. Right. I'll like make a sandwich, and it's gonna be worth it. Right. Or like those gluten free cookies I hide in my cupboard, so no one else will eat them. Mm-hmm. You'd have like one a day instead of like I'm gonna eat a row of cookies tonight. I've never done that.
0: Right. Uh, I've only ever had two at a time. So <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> we never overindulge. <laughs>
0: Oh, hey. What I actually meant was I've only ever had two rows of cookies at a time. (laughs) Ew. I thought you meant
1: you'd only had two lovers at a time. (laughs) What am I, a delicate
0: flower? (laughs) No, I don't think so. So many questions. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Sure. So our friend Leslie, her daughter's going to kindergarten in the fall, and she's wondering if anything can be done to mitigate the onslaught of illness that's bound to follow.
2: Mm -hmm. So is there anything
0: you can recommend to boost her immune system or anything else to, you know, help her not catch everything that comes into the classroom? Right.
3: Well, just, you know, it's the basic hygiene measures. So, you know, you teach hand washing and while the weather's good, even in the wintertime, you know, keep your windows open at least a little bit. Get fresh air in the house okay. every day just to, you know, mitigate that germ load. But to get an infectious illness, we need two things. You need the germ and then you need, you know, the body to be receptive to the germ, right? So the terrain, we call it, right? So if, if your body's a hostile place for the germ, meaning your immune system's awesome, you can be exposed and not get sick or not get as sick. So a few things to remember with young kids, Um, you know, you want to, basically everyone in Canada by the wintertime will be deficient in vitamin D. Looking at uh, good quality probiotics are very helpful. And there's been quite a number of studies um, with kids in a daycare setting, just supplementing with probiotics. And there was a great study um, published in Pediatrics in 2009 that showed kids given a probiotic that had two different types of good bacteria in it, Had significant reductions in antibiotic use, in fevers, in runny nose, in coughs, and missed days from school.
1: Oh, wow. Wow.
3: Like, wow. So, up to 80% improvement in some of those parameters. It was amazing. So, you have to do that long term. So, a good time to start a supplement regime would be, you know, even beginning of August. So, before the school year starts, you're getting it into their system. So, by the time they hit the classroom, um, you know, those things are in place and and their body's working. But both vitamin D and and probiotics have impacts on our immune system. And then, um, you know, there's some herbal remedies, things like echinacea and astragalus are two plants. Astragalus? Plant. Astragalus is um, a really good plant medicine for disease prevention, for prevention of respiratory things. So you okay. can take it on a daily basis. So those are some you know general specifics to think about, and and can make a huge difference.
0: Would you recommend everyone just everyone take probiotics? Good so, question. there's
3: that's a good question. Um, I mean, more and more research, right, is is showing the importance of what we call the microbiome. You may have heard of that. So mm-hmm. basically, the number of bacteria <laughs> yeah. in us and on us, right, outnumber our own cells it's about, so at wild. least ten to one. Right, so it's like hundred trillion bacteria. 10 trillion of us. So basically we're, we're just, made
1: of bacteria. We're made More of bacteria. We're, made of we're just carriers
3: us. of this stuff and they influence so cool. everything. Um, but obviously most of them are concentrated in the gut and, and, you know, we're just kind of the tip of the iceberg understanding the effect this has. So, you know, hugely important. And then of course, you know, in modern society and in Western countries, we use a lot of antibiotics mm-hmm. for lots of things. So when you do that and you're not kind of repairing that bacterial balance, things get skewed and there can be a lot of side effects. Uh, weakened immunity. So, all, you know, it's profound, the impact. So a really good book on this topic, it's called Missing Microbes okay, um, by Martin Blazer. He's a doctor in New York City. And uh, it's a really great accessible read, but it it just looks at, you know, the hazards of kind of us mucking around and changing this balance. And it's, I think, one of the most important books anybody could read. Okay. Missing microbes. Missing microbes. Yeah. It's been out a few years, but it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Cool. So I didn't answer your question. Really. Should everyone take them again? It depends. It depends on your diet. If you're front loading and you haven't been on a lot of antibiotics, then, you know, you're sort of perpetuating a good, healthy flora or bacteria balance. However, if you're someone who's been, you know, on antibiotics for, you know, many, many times or undergoing surgery or, or things like that, can be very useful, and I think the future of medicine is going to be, you know, we know that actually, seven hundred to a thousand different species of this bacteria, and each actual species kind of does something unique. Right. So the future of medicine is saying you've got this condition, you need more of this, this type bacteria. of bacteria. Cool. And that's starting to happen in in medicine. Oh, so it's very cool. It's very cool. It's all about the gut.
0: On that note, okay. we have a great uh, question from Susie. Right, okay. Sarah, you want to read that one?
1: I do. Susie says. I've been thinking about the connection, which is probable in my opinion, between gut health and mental health. So if you've got something going on that isn't right, maybe start with how your gut's doing and, well, something that only Teach Me Tiger would talk about, your poop. What should a normal poop look like? Okay. A couple of good questions there, A couple Susie. good questions.
3: So, so yes, the gut can impact mental health. And again, that's a very expanding, rapidly expanding area of research showing that, yes, that is true. So for okay. example, right, we think... Um, you know, depression, everyone's sort of serotonin. So mm-hmm. one of the little protein neurotransmitters in the brain um, that's kind of the feel-good, you know, chemical. Yeah. Well, 80% of the serotonin in our body is made in the gut tissue. What?
1: Not, what? The, not
3: the brain. Excuse me?
1: Holy schnitzel. So, for
3: example, so, you know, the mind and the gut um, are connected, right? So if you get, you know, you can see it work another way. So, okay. So if there's an imbalance in the gut, yes, it can impact mental health. You know, a lot of us are familiar with say, you know, if we suffer anxiety, so like stage fright or something anticipatory, mm-hmm. right? It can affect your guts, diarrhea, yeah. cramping, that sort of, Yeah, yeah so it goes both stressy, ways, right? Cramps. It's a two way, two way street mm-hmm. through the nervous system, through the hormonal system and the bacteria it's there. But certainly um if things get screwed up in the gut it can certainly impact uh, mental health and so this is coming out all the time these more and more data showing that this is true
0: wow so cool
3: okay so poop i asked everyone about poop it's important right because we right we're, we're not we're not made of plexiglass so you can't peer in and say hey how are my insides doing right so just to give you an appreciation of things, a small intestine, right? These things are like meters long, all coiled up, right? Mm-hmm. These tubes in the intestinal tract. So if you, if you take the small intestine and kind of, you know, had it turn into like a flat sheet, like a rectangle. Yeah. The, the total surface area of just the small intestine, which is where most of our digestion and absorption of nutrients comes from, it's like the size of a tennis court.
2: No way.
3: Way. Shut Holy the front crap. door. So think about that. Just appreciate that size. It's
1: like the size of a tennis court. That's park? like
3: the the equivalent surface area that's then kind of turned into a tube with all these little folds on the inside. Holy shit! Wow. Okay. Oh, huh, huh. literally. Literally. So that's amazing. So there's a lot, you know, there's a lot going on that's all kind of compacted in there. So you know, um, so our poop is, you know, the end result of everything that's sort of been transported through that, you know, meters and meters of of piping, mm-hmm. right? So um, so things need to be broken down, right? So again, we can't see what's going on inside. So we need to see what's coming out and we can analyze that. That's sort of a proxy for, for internal health, right? So... So normal poop is, right, brown color. That comes from a pigment that's released in the gallbladder, in the bile, right? And that's just its natural color when it oxidizes. So if if you have poop that's kind of white or gray, that can indicate Mm -hmm. there's a blockage in the gallbladder. You're not getting that bile in there. So that's a serious problem. If it's black, that can indicate, you know, it could be due to something you're eating, but it can indicate internal bleeding. Like higher up in the GI tract and that blood is oxidizing and turns black. So if it's black or tarry looking get that checked out right away if there's undigested food right that's a reflection of how strong our digestive tract is so i mean you know nuts and seeds and corn right those are meant to resist digestive juices but if it's you know other things and raw vegetables and whatever um, then that indicates you know you might need some help on the upper end breaking that stuff down so it could be a pancreatic insufficiency not enough stomach acid those are some things we would think about Um, So it shouldn't be hard, right? It shouldn't be watery and diarrhea. What about, I've
1: heard about like floating versus sinking.
3: What's that all? So that can indicate, you know, again, the fat content, right? So if there's a lot of fat content, meaning your body's not breaking it down and absorbing that fat properly, um, then obviously, right, fat's less dense than water. So the stool would tend to float. You're, you know, you're looking for at least one bowel movement a day, right? Going once a week is not normal, right? Okay. So there's, there's a saying I read a long time ago that's always stuck with me. I mean, you've heard you are what you eat, yeah. right? But we're also what we do not poop, right? Because okay. if things are sort of stuck in there and hanging around for a long time, things get reabsorbed. Things that are supposed to be waste shouldn't be reabsorbed. Right. It should be moving through and out. Okay. Um, cholesterol. How does cholesterol leave our body? We always hear about high cholesterol. The only way the cholesterol, once it's made, leaves our body is through the poop. Wow. Um, so one of, one of the treatments for high cholesterol is making sure you've got enough fiber. Bowel movement should not be painful, right? It shouldn't be straining. So, you know, you, you're looking at hemorrhoids, that sort of thing. You don't want, you know, that's, that's not normal.
0: So Unless you're so. pregnant right Yes. No. Well, can be and <laughs> not ho- that I hopefully <laughs> temporary. Yes. So you are what you do not poop. Po- yes. A
2: poop de jour.
0: <laughs> right. So keep, make sure
3: that. you know. Make sure that's moving out. Get a so squatty
1: potty. That's right. Have a poop de jour. Have yep. some fiber.
3: Yeah. <laughs> water. Right. So water and fiber make the colon happy.
0: Little, little spiley colon down there. Yeah. So another moment of ecstasy on the part of my husband on our trip to Thailand was he <laughs> it was a really sexy trip. Oh I can tell. yeah. Oh yeah. We went to this uh, like flower market. It was incredible. There were lemon trees and nice. it was so wonderful. But he went to this bathroom, which in Thailand is almost always just a hole that yeah. you squat over. Yeah. And he was in there a little while, and he comes out and he's like, "I've never had a shit like that before." <laughs> Crap! I've ever had. Wow. He talked about it for days, and he went and got a squatty lucky potty. You. Right? Yeah, lucky me. That's right. I would love to
1: get a squatty potty. You're so tall; it's just like a squatty potty every You're, time. <laughs> my knees wrap around You're, my ears. Your, your a toilet's a- actually pretty short, Mel. I yeah. noticed. Yeah, I, it's one of those things. You know, when you go to sit on someone else's toilet and it's shorter or taller, it's a bit of a surprise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I always like slam down on Mel's.
0: We have a potty. squatty potty, and it's basically just a stool that goes in front of the toilet. Yeah. So, I mean, you could do that by it wraps elevating around. your feet
3: with that posture right which yeah which the squat, like if you're, you're seeing floor. your baby yeah. like you yeah
1: mm-hmm, squirt that poop right out of them
0: so yeah so sarah elevate your feet elevate your you're feet that's right
1: uh i also wanted to mention if you have red poop and you panic don't panic check if you had beats the day before yes i can't tell you how many <laughs> fucking times i've been like oh my god oh right Beats Or had to send texts to my friends to be like, hey, guys, just did an FYI. Remember we had beets for dinner yesterday after a dinner party? Because everyone has that moment of panic when yes. they look in the toilets. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> All right. What's our next question? Um, well, we
0: had uh, a couple of people asking about psoriasis and other autoimmune issues and wondering if there are any dietary measures that are generally good for autoimmune
3: dysfunction. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, autoimmune, certainly it's, right, there's inflammation happening, right? So whether it's your joints um, or the skin uh, or an organ like colitis, things like that. So, you know, uh, we want to promote, right, anti-inflammatory foods. So one of the, a couple of the best ones are Omega-3 fats, so from fish, so from oily, um, ocean-going fish, so sardines, mackerel, herring, uh, wild-caught salmon, not farmed. Arctic char, if you're if you're up in the north, mm. oh right? Oh, my God,
1: if you're so lucky. Oily, Arctic char, <gasps>
3: it's lovely. So though the fat from those kinds of fish, um, superb anti-inflammatory because our body changes it in what's called a prostaglandin, an anti-inflammatory prostaglandin. One of the other best you know, plant medicines for inflammation that ha- that's probably the most studied plant medicine on Earth of all time is turmeric. Fantastic, again, anti-inflammatory properties, and it works in a multitude of ways.
1: How could you, uh, like if I wanted to start consuming turmeric, I, I eat a curry maybe once every two weeks, mm-hmm. so that's not much.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: How would I have that daily?
3: Well, I mean, if you're cooking rice, you can put a couple spoonfuls of that, and you know, turns your rice kind of a nice, a
1: beautiful yellow. Yellow, yeah.
3: um, you know, if you're making a smoothie, say, you could put like a spoonful of that in, because it's not um,
1: super highly flavorful.
3: No, turmeric. it's it's kind of bland. Uh, it's not spicy at all. It's not hot or anything. You don't want to just mix it in water. That's not that pleasant. And the thing with turmeric is you need you need it with fat. It's it's got like fat soluble, okay. so you don't just want to mix it in water and chug it down. But if you had a smoothie, say. And if you're adding fish oil or coconut oil or something like that, right, you've got that fat component. Okay. And also something that's synergistic that improves the absorption is a little bit of black pepper at the same time you're taking turmeric. It enhances the the bioavailability. So that can be really great.
1: Um, Can you just quickly let me know some um, foods that would be specifically inflammatory? Like something that you'd want to maybe try to steer clear of if you have a autoimmune
3: sure uh well um uh processed fats so margarine right hydrogenated fats okay which are my pet peeve in life
1: my pet peeve is when you go to a fucking potluck okay it's already bad enough that you're going to a potluck i'm going somewhere for dinner i have to bring dinner yeah i have four kids
0: my pet peeve <laughs> no potlucks are awful yeah. i just throw them all the time because i don't want to make food for everybody it's yeah.
1: too many people I, to cook I throw for them all the time Sarah? too and i fucking hate them <laughs> <laughs> so my pet peeve yeah is when you go to a potluck and you're so fucking hungry and mm-hmm. all you want is some protein and always someone makes chili right like you can count on fucking chili at a potluck yeah. Yeah. throw it down yeah You go, you fill your bowl up with that sweet, sweet, protein-filled chili. Mmm, take your first big bite. Yeah. You know what it is? (laughs) It's texturized vegetable protein. Oh. It's fucking vegan chili. Right. You know what? Fuck you. I want some goddamn chili. And the problem is it's a potluck. (laughs) So you have this whole bowl. What are you going to do? You can't throw it out at the potluck.
0: That's true. Like, you have to eat it or just casually leave it somewhere. You can't just leave TVP lying around, Sarah.
1: (laughs) TVP (laughs) DP? I don't recommend
0: DP after (laughs) TVP. Ew. Okay, so my pet peeve is when I send someone an email and they reply either Hi Melody spelled with an I-E. Okay. Or Melanie. That's not your name. That's not my name. That's not my name. That's not my my name. name, Say my name when no one is around me. (laughs) Say, baby, Baby, I love
2: you. You 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 ain't running running games and super lame,
1: super lame. All right, Melanie. Well, thanks for that. (laughs) Uh, Okay,
0: bye. This is Melanie and (laughs) Sasha (laughs) signing off. Sasha out.
3: (laughs) Too much uh, red meat and too much dairy. Um, can become pro-inflammatory. Those foods contain another kind of fatty acid called arachidonic acid, which again, in excess, starts to become an inflammatory byproduct in our bodies.
1: Sounds like a dinosaur. Yes. <laughs> just just got to say.
3: <laughs> arachidonic. Arachidonic acid. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm a arachidonic. <racket. laughs> I'm a Rachidonosaurus and I'm an inflammatory dinosaur. Ooh, inflame. <laughs> so hot. I'm going to say something inflammatory. <laughs> all pterodactyls belong in the kitchen. Triceratops
0: are all boneheads. <laughs> so inflammatory.
3: Um, but in general, fruits and vegetables, you know, the- Vegetable kingdom, anti-inflammatory. All right. Processed foods, you know, too much animal foods, more potentially pro-inflammatory. Okay. Right. Except for oily fish.
1: Never see an inflamed deer, you right. know? Mm. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So while we're still on the topic of um, autoimmune issues, can we talk seasonal allergies for a moment?
3: Sure. It's springtime. Springtime.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I get the allergies real bad. I've never been tested, so I don't know what it is exactly, but it seems to be seasonal and dust and mold and kind of like the regular stuff. So I'm just wondering if you have any recommendations on day-to-day things I can do to prevent um, allergy Mm -hmm. attacks. It's in the sinuses for me.
3: Okay. So generally what's happening is there's, you know, our immune system's a bit out of balance, but typically with an allergy, eczema, asthma kind of picture, there's like an overdrive of what we call a TH2. So- Anyway, we want to balance that that aspect of the immune system. So I guess first of all, uh, if you can limit, you know, or modify your exposure, right, to the pollens or the mold or whatever. So just making sure, if you have central heating or whatever, change the furnace filters, you know, fairly mm. frequently, and you can get some really, you know, more expensive. Uh, ones that can but filter out very very tiny pollen particles um getting like an air purifier maybe for your bedroom at Mm -hmm. least keeping the door closed so you're at least creating a bubble there where you know if you're spending eight hours a day at least that part is clean you know getting rid of carpets that sort of thing if you're if you're allergic more to dust so uh do you like onions
0: no, she hates, she hates onions. onions. It's the oh. only thing she hates, and really? she hates them. Oh, wow. It's okay. like a thing. If, if they're cooked and mushy
1: yeah. and I can't
0: see them or crunch them. Okay. She's getting a bit better. Okay. I'm getting better. Right. But I really don't like them. It's funny okay.
1: that you say that because it's like the big it's thing. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. Um, well, anyway, onions are very rich in a in a in what's called a flavonoid called quercetin, right? So it's basically a chemical that's in every plant, and it okay. protects the plant from... Like solar radiation, but it acts as an antihistamine in our bodies, so it sort of stabilizes our cells, so they don't blow up that histamine reaction and cause the symptoms.
0: Right? Are this- you telling me I've done this to myself by excluding <laughs> onions from my diet? Well, as long it's as all you're your
3: fault. as long as you're eating lots of other colorful veggies, then it's okay. But <laughs> onions are you know are one are you know just particularly high in it. So somebody mentioned eddy pot.
2: Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> Mel hates you're not, the neti pot.
3: You the neti pot. So, I mean, what a neti pot is, is like a teapot with water, and you pour it in one nostril, and the water comes out the other. So right. you're basically rinsing, physically rinsing the inside of the nasal passages and, and the sinuses. So, I mean, that can be useful if you can tolerate it, because, you know, pollens and things are, are you know, landing on our mucous membranes and then triggering kind of this downstream mm-hmm. immune response. So if you're washing that off before it can happen, on a regular basis, that can have an impact in, in just mitigating some of this.
0: With the neti pot, mm-hmm. just a technical question: mm-hmm. Can you use tap water? Do you need to boil it?
3: You don't need to boil it oh, as you long don't. as it's safe.
0: So don't water. take swamp water.
3: Don't take swamp water. Okay. No, you always need the little packets it comes with, like the salt and bicarbonate mix, which sort of buffers it. Okay. Now, if you want to get really fancy, you can start putting little drops of herbal medicine in, which have um uh, again, anti-inflammatory kind of mucous membrane tonic uh, functions. So oh. this is great. Going back to the You'd child and daycare, you wouldn't necessarily, you know, a five-year-old might not want to do a neti pot, but you know, anyone who's frequently exposed to germs and, and gets sick a lot, mm-hmm. a neti pot's a good idea again to wash the germs off. And if you put some uh, antibacterial herbs in, just a few drops. That can make a huge difference.
0: See, I could get into that. So
3: then you're, you're, yeah. med, you know, you're actually medicating the neti pot. So it's not just a saline rinse anymore, but you can be smart about it and just make it give it that little extra extra, extra kick. Yeah.
1: You had Mel at fancy. Yeah. Right? Get, get fancy. Get fancy. <laughs> Let's do, do it. my nails. Load up the neti pot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm in. Mel's the fanciest gal I know. <laughs> Spa day. We always do go to do the podcast, and I come into the basement. Mel's got like lipstick and a beautiful outfit, and her hair is gorgeous. And I'm wearing a jumpsuit, <laughs> but I put my earrings in. So, yeah. yeah, boom. Yeah, you look great. Thanks. You look like a million dollars today, Sarah. <gasps> so, a million you, dollars. Thanks. I'm not wearing a jumpsuit. So, you don't need the jumpsuit. I don't need the jumpsuit. <laughs> I've been known to wear a jumpsuit once or twice. Jump suit, jumpsuit, jumpsuit, mechanics jumpsuit, jumps jumpsuit, work jumpsuit, jumpsuit, jump suit, jumpsuit, jump suit, jumpsuit. Jump suit, jumpsuit, a jumpsuit, 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 jumpsuit. It's my security blanket, my jumpsuit. Oh my god, put me in a jumpsuit, Sean. Yes. I I know you do acupuncture. Mm-hmm. You were just talking about it. Um, I was wondering. I know some people are are a little bit nervous about acupuncture. They don't really know. What it entails, or they just know like needles. Ah, Mm -hmm. what would you tell people about acupuncture, maybe who are a bit nervous about the idea of it?
3: Okay, well, if someone was, what's it like? Maybe wanting to try it but was nervous or had a needle phobia. That's Mm -hmm. understandable. Um, So I tell them, well, first of all, it's the insertion of very, very fine, like almost hair thickness needles. So you can't feel it. Well, really. there's a little sensation, but it's not like that painful poke, like getting a blood draw or okay. at the dentist. So far from it, much, much less, you know, distressful. So what I say is, you might feel a little pinch as the needle's inserted, and they're, by the way, sterile, single-use needles always. Right. Okay. So there's no um, no risk of infection. A little, uh, a little pinch, and then sometimes you get just a sensation, like a zing. I call it
1: a little yeah. bit of a little
3: electrical buzz that might radiate. You know, for for a millisecond, or kind of a little um, pressure, like someone's just gently applying pressure with a fingertip.
1: I found that sensation really like exciting. It's not like a an ouchie zing no, no. or anything. It was just like, oh, so
3: this then, is doing something. Right, like, and then, um, I mean, that's about it as far as, you know, the immediate physical impact of the needle. So if someone's like... I really want to try acupuncture for my back pain. I hear it's great. My friend had it, Um, but I'm nervous about needles. You know, you can always insert one needle just for 30 seconds, right? So you experience it and get over the the initial fear. Generally, it's very well tolerated and um, it's a whole system of medicine. I mean, it can treat anything, you know, mental, emotional, physical. It doesn't matter what the condition is. It's um, very versatile and then you can do multiple things at once. And one of its great advantages is, is you're not putting anything into the body. So it's not going to interact with medications mm-hmm. or anything like that.
0: My mom had terrible migraines for years and mm-hmm. years and had some acupuncture and it straight up cured her. She never had a migraine again after a wow. series of treat- treatments. Sure, yeah. yeah.
3: So it's it's not just physical, you know, sure, you can put, a, you know, acupuncture needles where it hurts, <laughs> so whether it's a headache or shoulder pain or whatever. Um, but again, with longer treatment, you're treating the susceptibility. So a headache mm. would have a certain pattern behind it. That's, that's causing that manifestation. So you're addressing that with acupuncture.
1: I wanted to just quick mention another thing about, uh, naturopathic medicine, or maybe it's just Sean. <laughs> I've, I've been seeing Sean for 10 years, guys, just FYI, but, um, coming in to your office and, uh, even just having someone sit down and genuinely care about your health and ask you pointed questions. Like, you know, you, for my experience with going into the doctor's office, my family doctors, when you go in, you say what's wrong with you, they write you a prescription or send you for a test and send you on your way. And it you don't feel great afterwards. And I find coming here um, not only like a helpful health benefit, but emotionally, like just having someone listen to you and care about you, uh, it's just, you don't really find that anywhere else. And it just is such a big difference having that. Like, it's just something that you don't get from other uh, healthcare practitioners, I find.
3: Well, thank you. Well, sure. And a couple of things at that point is, well, you know, we're not not in the OHIP system, Mm -hmm. right? So I spend two hours with an adult the first time they come to see me. So we have the luxury of time, right, Mm -hmm. to get into the history and health history and emotional, you know, mental, emotional history. And that's very important. Um, you know, it's important for me to know for health, but then we can discuss things. And, um, so we have that luxury of time, which, you know, the medical system, it's not that they're uncaring people, but the system's set up for five, seven, 10 minute visits. Yeah. So, you know, you can't cover, you know, nearly the same amount of things and get into that detail. Right. Um, yeah. That's, you know, one thing, but genuinely, you know, those just talking about, you know, feelings, emotions, uh, you know, connection with things, your personal relationships, you know, that's going to impact your health. So it's, yeah. you know, it's, um, it's important to have that discussion to, to get you feeling better, but certainly just that interaction can be therapeutic in itself. Sometimes.
1: Absolutely. Right? I, I find it every time. Sorry. You're also my therapist, Sean. <laughs> it's <okay>. Best friend, <laughs> therapist, I forget what the
0: third thing was. Well, you're his mentor. So. I'm. Yeah, I'm your mentor. <laughs> My mentor and cool. Your, Sarah.
1: Yeah, cool. Yeah, this is so great. Sarah wore a
0: leather jacket here. Did. I did.
1: It's leather. I like to call it vegan leather. So it's not that I'm poor. It's that I'm like conscientious. Yeah, but it's not vegan leather. It's like plastic material that's made in China. I mean, it's vegan leather. <clears throat> vegan leather. Moving on.
3: You wear it well. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> wear a good jacket
0: so uh one of our listeners pat says i'm really wanting to go see a naturopath but it's out of my price range how can we make it more accessible i feel it's so important to support alternative medicine how do we do this
1: just another point on top of that that adds to this question is both my husband and my mother-in-law asked the same question um is there any uh time in the future that we can see it being covered under OHIP? that's just the second part of okay
3: um so that's a uh, that's a great question um so i mean naturopathic services are not are not covered in the public health system just like you know 24 of the 26 regulated health professions are not um So, yeah, cost can be a barrier for sure. Now, I mean, a few ways around it, you know, that I've explored is, you know, having um, a sliding scale. So if someone's motivated to come in, really wants my help, you know, I'm not going to turn them away for lack of ability to pay. We'll say, okay, so what, you know, what can you afford? What works for you? Um, Then there's ways to kind of modulate the follow ups, you know, just make things short and sweet and compact. So Mm -hmm. that minimizes costs, you know, going forward.
1: You have a thing in your practice where you actually do phone appointments sometimes. I've well, done a as, few a, with you. as a
3: follow up, right? So once I've met the person, then, then you know, if it's just an acute issue, you know, um, sometimes, you know, that can be appropriate. Right. Um, you know, or just, you know, 15 or even 10 minute follow ups. Mm-hmm. If, you know, I you can email me the report in advance, we sort of get right to it, you know, you know, yeah. wasting time. And so that minimizes cost for sure. Um, but some other models that are, you know, currently out there is something called community acupuncture. So we talk about, you know, acupuncture, um, but there's this movement globally where you can have acupuncture that's provided in a group setting. So on a drop in basis, and often okay. it's a sliding scale, usually 25 to $40 price range. And you're just set up in kind of reclining chairs, you know, with a blanket. And generally the points are done on hands and feet. Chairs are arranged in a circle or whatever. And is
1: there one acupuncturist?
3: One, yeah, one or, or two, one but or basically two. one going from person to person. You know, just on our with a rolly chair.
1: <laughs> wow, does that ever sound like a great idea? Geez, Mel, my understanding of that is Dr. Sean, or your acupuncturist, acupuncturist,
0: <laughs> your actual acupuncturist, is <laughs> <laughs> on a spinny chair, flinging. Needles. <laughs> His arms are, or her arms are like windmills. Yeah. Pew 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 pew
1: pew pew.
3: Um, you know, you just have you have brief little chat and sort of see what are you here for, and you know, acupuncture works best when it's done in a sequence, right, mm-hmm. in a series of treatments. So this really reduces the price range. So that's that's sort of a model that's out there. Um, it's not one I offer yet, but I hope to very very soon in Kemville. So then, you know, I put the question back to to anyone you know wondering about this: is you know what ideas do you have, or what would work? Let's have a conversation. That that's that's very important. But we're we're not covered by OHIP now. The question is, you know, will it be covered? Like, sure, it'd be nice if that that came along. So now. Yeah. OHIP oh, covers, you know, obviously medical doctors, uh, hospital care, uh, midwifery, which is great. And I think vision care for kids.
1: They do, up yeah. up to no.
3: 12 or 18, mm-hmm. right? And as far as I know, that's about it. So I just looked at the Ontario budget yesterday, and health care is 38% of the budget, uh, $61 billion this year. And the, the baby boomer wave is just hitting 70 like right. last year was the first baby boomer hit seventy. So you've got this twenty year cohort just, you know, starting. Things are about their, to get crazy. They're elder the years when most that's when the most intense healthcare spending right occurs. Mm-hmm. Um, the older you get. So basically there's there's no money to expand that. Like forget it.
1: That's not so don't happen. wait around. For don't your hold your to breath. It, for it's not going to gonna cover happen. It. No, in the foreseeable future. No,
3: because so far the trend is backwards, right? Pulling away right. from things, and I mean, it doesn't cover even dental care, right? Yeah, it's so, insane. So, for example, someone who can't afford dental care, right? They get a toothache. They wait. You know, when it gets extreme, where do they go? The emergency room. Yeah, that costs so six hundred dollars just walking into the door of a hospital emergency room. Um, is, then what are they given? Oh, painkiller for your toothache because they're not experts in dentistry. Right, and so then you go home. Maybe it dulls the pain a little bit. What happens a week later? Now you got an abscess. that's actually yeah. infected. There's like a big ball of pus in your gut. So you're back in there. Maybe you're given an antibiotic. You're not fixing the person's dental problem, and it's probably that's probably not the only tooth. It's yeah. so anyway. Back another six hundred bucks to the system. So is that cheaper than you know say covering at least five hundred bucks a year for every person in Ontario? I don't know. Like emergency visits, even? Right. So, yeah. I mean, that's just one example. That's I would love know.
1: to go to the dentist.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't
0: love to go to the dentist. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
3: right. So, there, you know, I'd say there's even more urgent priorities if that were to happen. I'd say, mm-hmm. well, cover dentistry first and then, you know, cover us down the road. Yeah. But, um no, that's not the case. So we need to figure things out. Do so
0: you think that's it would be true. worthwhile for people like Pat who would want to explore... Um, naturopathic medicine, but feel like they can't afford it to just reach out to. Sure. A yeah. Just call and say, and, look,
3: here's my situation. And, you know, um, that's, you know, that's fine. I'm open to that. I'm flexible. I let people wait six months to pay, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, whatever works. Like that's.
1: Yeah. I remember once not coming in for a long time. Like it was like six months or something, and things had gone really downhill. And I finally came in uh, and I couldn't wait any longer. And he said, Sarah, why didn't you come earlier? And I said, I. I can't afford it, Sean. And he said, I, I never want that to be a reason that you're not coming in for help. Like, don't ever let that, you know. And it was so, I like bawled the whole way home because you're like, oh my God, somebody cares. <laughs> so great.
0: Okay, this guy needs coffee and coolers. stack. So we had a question submitted anonymously.
1: Our first anonymous question. Woo-hoo.
0: Woo-hoo. And it goes, You asked for relationship questions. <laughs> Yeah we did. Who's the doctor with all the tips for your hot relationships? Sean. Yeah. Sean. Who? Dr. Sean. Sean, Sean and on. on. Yeah. yeah. Here's a lack of relationship question. Seeking advice on being single in the country. How to meet people when you live in a small town or community and didn't grow up there. And if you're going back to the city to find a partner, how to find someone who's interested in moving out to the country. Also, do you know any single men around Perth? Swing.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you're a single man in Perth area, write to Teach Me Tiger because we want to hook you up with Anonymous.
0: <laughs> she he's a hot lady or man. I mean, I have some ideas. To should I start? I think you should. Okay, so my thoughts are definitely internet date because if you're an adult in a small town, you're probably not going to the bars every night, which is what we might have done in our early 20s. Yeah. (laughs) Might be what I spent all of OSAP on. (laughs) going to the bars. (laughs) Or like smoking outside of the dorm. Take
1: up smoking. That's a great way to meet people. (laughs) But uh, you're going to meet smokers. So maybe don't. Yeah. yeah, Mm. yeah, yeah.
0: Um, And everyone internet dates anyway nowadays. But I would say definitely take to the internet and don't be afraid to date people from outside of Perth. If you're living in a small town. Definitely don't be afraid to date <laughs> outside of Perth. Well, we knew someone who was not on anybody. Tinder who was saying that there was like one man on Tinder yeah. in Perth. In it was Perth. in a committed relationship <laughs> I with remember child, that. Actually.
1: Yeah. And everybody knows that about him because it's Perth. Small town.
0: Uh-huh. Everybody knows where he works. I'm not going to name names. No names. <laughs> um, but anyway. Yeah. Don't be afraid to go outside of Perth. I assume you probably drive a car if you're living in the country, so use your car. <laughs> use your car. Um, Get out of town. And everybody falls in love with Perth anyway. Perth is so sweet and great.
1: Yeah. I had my um, my tip. I yeah. really agree with that. I think leave fucking Perth. Go to the city. Go to shows. Go to things that you're interested in. Yeah. Make sure that, like, just say you're interested in, uh, you know, I don't know, shh, <laughs> me a bone
0: guys scrapbooking irish dancing
1: world war ii memorabilia scuba diving norwegian death metal
0: photography taxidermy embalming
1: swing dancing
0: haunted doll collecting uh, what's the thing natural living
1: just so you're interested in natural living seek out natural living events and go to them Go on the internet, check what's going on, what's going on in Ottawa, what's going on in Kingston, what's going on in Toronto. Go to things that you enjoy, so then you'll meet someone who presumably enjoys those things.
0: Also, people in the city uh, are often quite taken with the uh, country life. Well, the country life, but also you can't, no one can afford property in Toronto anymore. Yeah. You know, it's like a... Cool million dollars for a crappy duplex at, like, DuPont and Davenport or whatever. I don't know what
1: that means. Well, I do. So Ew. that's all that matters, right? Don't go right. there. <laughs>
0: um, but that's part of why my husband and I moved out here. And he's from Toronto. He's from the GTA. He came out here because he could afford to buy property and have a family, <laughs> you know?
1: You can uh, also hang out outside Algonquin College. I don't know if you guys have ever been there, but my husband went to school there. And it's filled with... Handsome young strapping men doing construction y things. Show sometimes they're all outside with axes axing huge giant logs, <laughs> wearing work boots <laughs> and tool belts, girl. Tool belts. The yeah. same. Go to Algonquin College. Damn. Well,
0: actually, they, they host events. There are events that happen around Perth, too. So Algonquin just had a tiny home festival. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, that might be a cool place to meet people. Uh, there's the distillery in Perth now. Um, yeah, meet people called? at the Top distillery. Shop. Well, no, but they have yeah. events. They have events this with is true. music and drinks and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Got to get out. Oh, and I know the other thing I was going to say is figure out who your friend is in your circle who loves to set people up because there's one in every circle of friends. And they will hook you up. It might be awkward, but who power cares? First. One yeah. might stick, right?
1: One might stick. What about you, Sean? That's Do you right have from. any tips? Dating tips?
0: Well, we're
1: all in committed <laughs> <you> relationships. <put. laughs> Sucks.
3: Harkening back to my prairie roots, right? You know, in the old days, and even now, there's a publication called the Western Producer, right? So it's like a farm publication out of yeah. Saskatchewan, and there's a classified section. Oh my god! You know, like farmer looking for wife.
1: Oh sweet put an ad baby in the Western Jesus. producer. Just put an ad in the paper. And it's like
3: only rural people read that. That so sounds like a way like, to
1: not find someone.
3: Like, <laughs> Well, you know, they might be into moving to Perth, but, you know, they've got yeah. the rural thing going on already, so you don't have to convince them of that.
0: Yeah, there you go. I anyway, like it.
3: tried and true.
1: Tried and true, put an ad in the newspaper. Put an
3: ad in the yeah, newspaper, but, you know, the Western I too, saw
1: right? you walking down the street. You had on a yellow shirt. I think you uh,
3: saw me. Or just, you know, lonely farmer seeks.
1: Seeks wife. Yeah. That sounds like someone I want to date. Put an ad <laughs> in the paper. Lonely <laughs> farmer
0: seeks wife. Well, sounds like a winner gone young. So, Sean, you grew up in the country?
3: Um, by and large, yes, mm-hmm. I would say so.
0: Yep. What brought you out here?
3: Um, um, my wife got a job in Kentville, so that brought us from Ottawa to Kentville. But um, I was in Toronto going to school prior to Ottawa, uh, Vancouver for two years prior to Toronto, and Montreal prior to that. Oh, my God. And I was You're born like in BC of the and, world. and lived in Edmonton,
0: too. So. No way. Way. Yeah. Who's the mentor now, Sarah? Oh, damn
1: it. <laughs> it was not for me. <laughs> um, I lived in Gatineau, and then I lived in Vanier, and then I lived in the Ottawa Valley. So, fucking. Check that out. Okay, (laughs) classy. That's where I get all my. You're very worldly. You know all the things. I do all of them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Everyone. (laughs) Hey man, I think we're we've covered our questions. I can hardly believe it. We did it. Great. Well done, Sean. Thank you. Thank you so much for your wealth of knowledge and thanks for having me.
1: And you know, Sean was talking a little bit about being like our Dr. Oz. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like it would be so cool if people could write in questions every once in a while and we could give you a shout and be like, hey, Dr. Sean,
3: help us out. Answers and questions, sure. It would be so I much fun. Love that. Yeah. Could we
1: call
0: you Dr. Shadizzle? No. Oh, nope. no.
1: <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm going to say no. No. Okay. Oh, I have a joke though. <laughs> oh,
0: that's cool. What?
1: why does snoop dog carry an
0: umbrella The drizzle oh <laughs> you're welcome how does snoop dog get his whites brighter How? bleach <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a good one <laughs> your turn sean <laughs> no. anything any no. snoop dog no okay all right um sean where yes. can we find you
3: uh, on the internet, com or uh, facebook.com slash kempvillenatropathic.
1: Awesome. And I uh,
3: post events and news and cool little health-related articles.
1: And events like uh, building up your immune system.
3: And yeah, things. I do, you know, in the fall, flu prevention workshops yeah. in the spring, um, how to make your own calendula healing salve. Yay! We love that. Um, I do herb walks in the summer. Oh, at the Ferguson you do! Forest Center, yeah. Every year we do an annual herb walk at the Forest Center, usually in mid to late July. So you can watch Facebook; it gets posted on there. Cool. And uh, you know, if anyone in the local area has you know a pasture, or a forest, or a property and wants a herbal medicine audit of their uh, plants growing there, then you can give me a call. And I've done that before. And oh, that's so cool! That's idea. a lot of fun. You get a group of people together, and we go for a little stroll and. Talk about what's growing there and what what you can use them for and
0: things like that. So that's a really neat idea. But, I would say to our you know. listener that she should do stuff like that. Follow yeah. Sean
1: on Facebook. Follow Sean on Facebook, and then you'll meet people going on herbal medicine audit walks. And then yeah, they're popular boom.
3: events. So there's oh, it sounds last year, I think we had thirty people or more, and people from the city were there too.
0: Ooh, that's
1: yeah. what you need to get. You need to get yourself a city boy and bring him out to the country.
0: <laughs> yeah, we need more fresh blood. Fresh blood. <laughs> yeah. fresh, blood. Yeah. fresh
1: blood. Um. We, Sarah. You can find me on Facebook. I'm Sarah Wright. Uh, and Instagram at littlerightcrew dot art. Art art <laughs> every, <laughs> time. Every,
0: time. <laughs> every
1: time. Every <laughs> time. Every time. Every fucking time. Find me on Instagram. I'm making art
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> again. That's so amazing. that's fun. So are you? Where okay. can we find you? Uh, Melody I realize that I I drop that plug every episode and I never say what I do. I'm a painter she's a oh, painter great. she's amazing
1: oh thank you i, I it's amazing too i think you're amazing no you're, you're amazing, amazing too sean you're amazing sean no, you're amazing
0: <laughs> no, you no, hang you are. no you hang out um and find the show at www.teachmetigerpodcast.ca. Oh, yeah. uh please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts the links are all on the site and um check out our site it's so boss it's pretty cool And do us a solid if you like the show. Please, please, please rate and review it in iTunes. It helps us out and makes the show more visible.
1: Yeah, it helps helps us. So give us some stars, okay? Just give us five stars. You know what? Even if you're not listening, (laughs) how can you hear me? (laughs) Give us some stars (laughs) five stars, stars,
0: stars, stars, stars. And send us uh, any and all questions about anything and everything, and we'll try to answer them.
1: Yeah, we want more rando questions. Get us some juicy questions. I want some juicy questions. And now we have our in-house Dr. Sean. Send some questions for Dr. Sean.
0: Cool. Cool. Uh, tune in next time for two very foxy experts on tiny homes and ecological living. Bridget O'Flaherty and Megan Robinson.
1: Boo-boo.
0: What about your babes?
1: Swing. Tiny home babes.
0: I think people who can manage living with less, it m- makes people who can't really consider living with less, you know, yeah. it's challenging for them and it's threatening, you know, because yeah. it's challenging that that status quo. And so instead of trying to understand why someone could make do with less and have that be okay and celebrated even, you know, it's just sort of dismissed mm-hmm. or worse.
3: Yeah. Well, in North American culture and society of our, you know, first-world country that we are, you know, third world countries, uh, there's tiny living everywhere, you know, in multiple yeah. families, in small buildings. And, you know, who who do we think we are? Mm-hmm.
1: Now let's see what Greg has to say on the topic of naturopathy. Greg, 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 says some stuff.
2: All right. I'd like to know how come whenever alternative medicine is discussed in the mainstream, especially in contrast to the modern medical establishment. Invariably, it's framed in an adversarial context, as if the different schools of medicine were, in essence, mutually exclusive, or that one, by virtue of its mere existence, posed a grave threat to the other's survival and credibility. I don't know who, if anyone, is served by perpetuating this antagonism. Surely a more diverse medical system could only benefit the people. We need a conversation about cooperation and integration and consider first and foremost the needs of the patient. What about investing in preventative medicine and bringing it under the umbrella of public health care? Give the people access to healing and wellness that doesn't require a trip to the pharmacy. Is it unreasonable to imagine that if more resources were available, it might actually alleviate some of the stress on our healthcare system? Stress that threatens to make healthcare so unfeasible, so inadequate, and so disappointing that privatization of the whole industry would be the only option. Is it unreasonable to think we might see more free beds in hospitals, shorter wait times for treatment, no more crammed emergency rooms, or strung out overworked healthcare professionals? I don't know, but it's worth a try. There are probably some of us who find alternative medicine ambiguous, or too intangible, as there are others who find the establishment invasive and destructive. It's worthwhile thinking not only about the various mechanisms at work in either medical system, but also the nature of the machine itself. These considerations might guide us to find ways of making both streams of medicine more effective and ultimately more accessible.
0: That was great, Greg. It's Greg. It's Greg. Thanks, Greg. We'll share it on social media if you want to weigh in. Thanks again for joining us. We love you. We
1: love you so much. And remember, Tigers,
0: it's, it's a, jungle a jungle out, out there. there. Oh, That so might have good. been the best one yet. That was the best one. <laughs> so good. Teach me, tigers, how to tease you.
2: Yeah, that's what she said.